so soothing. Mm, it is. But wake up. <laughs> wake up. Wake up. Wake up. What's that you hear? <laughs> oh, yes. <sighs> it's December. It is. This this might be it though. At least as far as I, I, it's December, it means it's time for another Star Wars movie, uh, and it's also, more importantly, time for another Godfather. Yes. That's a terrible, that was a terrible uh, segue, but <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about Star Wars tonight on this, uh, this week's episode of Godfather on Wisdom, so thanks for tuning in uh, to uh, Season 2 of Godfather, as we've kind of been the cliff notes of podcasts of the uh, quarter million uh, podcasts that are out there. Yeah. Three quarter million, actually. Uh, we are taking a podcast that we listen to, take notes on it, get together, talk about what we learned, and, uh, and share that with you, and you get kind of a two-for-one because nice. you also get our podcast. Yeah. Very cool. So what what do you think we're listening to this week, and what are we going to be talking about today? We are going to dive into a, a, a gem of a podcast that I have found called Living Myth yeah. with uh, the mythologist uh, storyteller Michael Mead, and uh, he talks about the paths to wisdom okay, and, uh, and how uh, uh, the, into the darkness and how there's uh, dark wisdom uh, to be gained uh, in, in those places that uh, we would probably rather avoid, but it is actually when you go into those places is when yeah. you... Which is along the same lines of the Star Wars, you know, you have to you have to face that darkness, you yep. have to face your fears um, in order to, to come out um, uh, stronger and more wise on the other side. And so, so it seemed like they kind of went together. Yeah, they and do. there's a lot of great, uh, yeah, just uh, there's a lot of great lines in Star Wars. And um, so uh, I thought I would start off by putting you in the hot seat. All right. Uh, with a uh, with a Keith original quiz. All right. Uh, this is uh, it's a quote game. Okay. Uh, it's called Buddha, Star Wars, or someone else. All right. Nice. All right. All right. So you tell me uh, who who said it. All right. Number one, holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burned. Buddha. It is Buddha. Yes. It is a man's own mind, not his enemy or foe, that lures him to evil ways. Someone else. It's actually Buddha. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Interesting. Strike me down, and I will become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Yes, Star Wars. That is Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Episode four. <laughs> <laughs> if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. Hmm. I'm going to go, it sounds like Buddha, but I'm going to go someone else. It is someone else. Do you know that someone else? Mm -mm. No, it sounds like Jesus Christ. It is Jesus. All right. It is Jesus, yeah. Excellent. Uh, it takes two to lie, one to lie, and one to listen. Hmm. Buddha. It's actually Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, uh -huh. that uh -huh. is 
Shocking, mm-hmm. actually. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> uh, facts are meaningless. You could use facts to prove anything that's even remotely true. Someone else. It's also Homer Simpson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Search Why? your feelings. Ah, uh, that's Star Wars. That is Star Wars. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? I love that. That's also Star Wars. Also Another Star Wars, Obi-Wan. Yes. Uh, the way is not in the sky. The way is in the heart. Hmm. Buddha. That is Buddha. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, there is nothing so obedient as a disciplined mind. Buddha. That is Buddha. Uh, the measure you give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given you. Someone else. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and my and the last one, my favorite one, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. Hmm. Someone else. That's Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mm, there might be an episode, yeah, a future yeah. episode if, of Godfather. He, he can be obviously very funny, but yeah. there's some deep, uh, a little bit of philosophy in the, yes. uh, the Simpson writers as well. So that, that is very well done. Um, yeah, well done, uh, yeah. original. Yeah. That, <laughs> We might have to revisit. Yes, yes. Nicely done, yes. Mr. Long. So, uh, so the next segment I thought we could try is a, is a new a new segment uh, similar to the guest list. If uh, we have some fodder heads out there that were following uh, us uh, throughout most of the season, uh, yeah. Greg and I kind of nerded out with the guest list, which was uh, uh, who would you invite to your dinner party and why. Um, so this is kind of the, I guess, a sequel to that, sort of. Um, and in the theme of the uh, the Star Wars uh, Jedi Masters, uh, I asked Greg to come prepared to talk about choosing your own Jedi Master. So you uh, you were to come uh, prepared with one person yep. uh, whom you would like to learn everything that they know, uh, that they are an expert of. Uh, what would you? Who would it be? And what would you learn? And why? Yeah. So uh, I will uh, give you the honors okay. of going first, and f- tell us who your Jedi Master would be. Yeah, kind of deep end of the pool a little bit as far as you, you, yes. there are a lot of Jedi Masters, but you know who do who do we really know? So I chose someone that we we do know. Uh, so that was part of it, but to fit the question is who would I really want to be able to learn from? And I chose Qui-Gon Jinn. Hmm. Does that surprise you at all? Or a little bit, a little yes. Bit? Okay, yes. so here, here's why. Um, so a student of, they say anyway, the living force. And this, the part that I really like to um, learn from him is he talks about living in the moment. He talks about feel, don't think, use your instincts. Uh, and I just... We spend a lot of time reflecting, and that's good. So you think about your past to move forward and have a better future. But he's really about all right, right here and now. You know, the yeah. present day, the present moment, uh, and and just the idea of your. We're not guaranteed what tomorrow will bring. Um, say I love you to those people that you love. Um, just kind of those thoughts were in my mind this this past week. And so when you said grab your Jedi, he, he seems to, he values living in the moment and embracing the Force through that. So mm. that's who I chose. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I thought about going the uh, kind of that, that deep mystical route, but um, I uh, ended up going a, a just a very different um, 
way. Uh, have you heard of Brian Green? I don't give me a little more context. So Brian Green uh, is a uh, physicist and mathematician, uh, and he's uh, most known f- for his work with string theory. Ah. Uh, and uh, and he's got a couple of books, and he's just he strikes me as just wicked smart. Okay. Um, and and but very passionate in his uh, in his field. He's written a couple of a lot of books. Um, he writes for the New York Times, and um, yeah, I, his I, his name is recognized. He's been on some podcasts. I, yep, I've yep. heard him on podcasts before. Uh, the Elegant Universe, uh, the Fabric of the Cosmos, uh, Space Time, and the Texture of Reality. Um, now those are a couple of his books. Uh, so string theory is kind of this uh, this theory of everything. It's uh, the physic uh, physicist trying to figure out a way if there's to explain everything. Okay. Um, that everything's connected. Uh, there's you know the, the quantum theory and I mean again just these concepts that are just they're so far out there. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm and I'm just terrible at math. <laughs> um, and so I, I would just want. <laughs> <laughs> become more of an expert in in math because the more I listen to these science um, you know uh, shows and um, just how evident you know math is and I just I'm just that that was not never a, an area of giftedness and so I would just want him to just tell me everything he knows huh. and and it kind of like in the matrix where you can just download things yep. and like okay now right. I'm a, a master physicist yeah. <laughs> like that would be so awesome uh, to be able to have that knowledge in addition to all the theological and spiritual stuff that sure, I layer that. you know and to layer it together in the myth and put it all together and to be able to like hang with with scientists yeah. uh, and and to talk about you know the cosmos and you know this is like he gets into like multiverses and um, wow. you know in time and you know black holes you need and, that just to be able to have the conversation with yes him. Just yes to layer, like yeah, you said layering yeah, it yeah hmm. so I would uh, would learn at uh, at Jedi Master Green's feet that is really cool it would take a long time I mean I would need a lot of lessons yeah I think well um, you've but, got that's what this would be but that was exactly time, like yeah. I got I got the time so yeah so I took it literally yeah. to the Jedi because that's this week that I've had. Um, very interesting mm. that mm. Um, you know you bring your perspective with yeah. with Green and we'll uh, we'll have to revisit. Well, I was kind of thinking too. like how would I do? Well, maybe I would. Uh, what I would probably do is I would try and find um, you know kind of on our mind, body, spirit track that we've kind of uh, structured our our shows and and, yeah. and find podcasts. I'd you know so Green would kind of definitely fit into the mind. Uh, area. Yeah, the mind and the thinking. Um, that is cool. There's got to be so, something. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, with 750,000 of them out there, yeah. he's probably been interviewed oh, on yeah. one yeah. in some way, shape, yeah. or form. I, I think I heard him on, jeez, mm, I don't know if I heard him on Psychology Podcast. I don't know, but again, that Maybe. name is, is ringing a bell. He's that been I've, on, yeah, I've heard him on speak something. even. He's, yeah. So yeah, no, I think I, he's, he might have been on, on Bean maybe once. Okay. That sounds, um, that sounds more so, familiar. He's yeah. He's a younger. He looks younger. He's probably in his fifties. Okay. You know, um, but yeah. He yeah. Just, just it, it, those kinds of people just amaze me. Yeah. Like, like how did they even get into that? And how did they? How has he already written all those books? And yeah. Ah, uh, it's it's. I, I like that too. That's where. Well, 
we'll revisit this. So I yeah. don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to say because those could be my future. <laughs> exactly. Jedi yeah, masters. Yeah, don't, don't, but don't tell me it, all your Jedi's. It does. Uh, it, it segues well into because as I was listening to Michael Mead speak for our um, fodder time here, it's 19 minutes. It's a pretty. It's a short, pretty short yeah, episode, but a lot and of fodder there. There is so much, and like that is again, yeah. again, just wonderfully wise statements to have us think about and dig a little deeper. Yeah, so maybe Michael Mead would have been a great a great Jedi. Yeah, I've been thinking so I just used him. Uh, what? How? How did that? Talk about that just briefly. How did this one stand out to you? That I'm a that big wisdom you? guy. Okay. I just I I feel like that's um, you know it's it's wisdom is different than intellect. Yeah, you know in, in that way. Like I I just I respect people that may that that just they sound wise. Like um, you know where they've. They have that life experience that they've draw from, but then they're also pulling in other stories, yeah. and I, I just find that to be really, really helpful. Especially the older I get, and the more suffering I either see or encounter myself, uh, that you know, wisdom is this call to make sense of it, to have peace with it. Um, and so that's that's what drew me to this episode, and you know, and you know, to be honest, yeah, the 19 minutes and just being like, you know, that what what can I learn in 19? And my gosh, yeah, I learned a lot in in 19 minutes. And uh, talking about how um, he starts off with what's missing in the world is not more bright ideas, but wisdom. Yeah, uh, wisdom and wisdom comes from darkness. And then uh, and then he kind of says there's and there's two kinds of things that you can. Um, pull from the darkness um you know there's there's the guidance um yep. the roots you know, of wisdom the roots of wisdom um you know, guidance and then there's and then there's like a lyrical quality yeah um, that was interesting to, to wisdom too which which then kind of made me think of you know certain parts of the bible and how um you know the bible is never meant to be this textbook but it's this lyrical kind of uh poet poetic um you know, way of of conveying information and mm-hmm. ideas, uh, and so obviously, as a as a pastor, you know, there's a lot of wise things that I've pulled from from that book as well. But um, but yeah, so kind of just uh, into the darkness, he takes he takes the listener, and I was just I took so many notes, and mm-hmm. I just I, I wrote so many things down that resonated with me, and yet still felt like I I didn't get it all down. So. Right. Um, I'm kind of curious what uh, I like. I was asking you what what what's the first thing that stood out to you, or what's something that uh, you want to share? I think the the first thing that stood out to me was about halfway through, or maybe a little bit more, where he's talking about he's he's encouraged us to go into the darkness rather than avoid it, which is um, again something that we struggle with. Uh, it, at least regularly, I, I, I feel. Um, and he was making a reference to, in order to taste the divine, um, you need to remove the flavor of something else. And he has a little oh, yeah. comment about he, he's being funny and he says something about potato chips. But um, it was, this is the line that struck me. He says, if you are full on what you don't really need, then we won't be hungry for what we are really desiring. Mm. And I that just mm-hmm. again caused me to pause and think about we and you can take that truly on a literal level and then on the more 
figurative or deeper level of being filled with what and being filled with mm-hmm. sports and being filled with uh, social media and being filled with whatever it happens to be. Uh, and if I spend so much time being filled up with that, then I won't have any room right. for something that's a little bit more, again, using that um, comparison, something healthier or something. That's where you talked about... Where he talked about America uh-huh. and how uh, Ameri- like uh, it's it's Americans can't ever get enough of what they yes. don't really want. Yes, say that again because that uh, is that yeah. was another thing. Uh, you can't ever get enough of what you don't really want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you're filling yourself up with things that in the end don't really y- y- you you get over so quickly, mm-hmm. and and then you want more of it because you think that's what you, but you don't. No. Uh, and and then it it goes back to and you need more and more of it and yeah. whether that again pick it whether that's a, a drug or right. you know alcohol is a drug but um, it, it could be sports mm-hmm. it could be lots of different things where yeah I got it and now I the unfortunate part is I don't want to speak badly of these things because I I do enjoy them but right. it's in moderation I suppose mm-hmm. and I think the the part that stood out that he's referencing is that. But I need more. It is like a drug. Like I, uh, the buzz from that. Nope. I need a little bit more for the next time to get the buzz. I got to go more and more. You more. think that you need more of it because you're you're not satisfied. So you think that more will then be the the thing. Like yeah, that will give that buzz back. You, that you get it. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. That and that that kind of um, I guess paradoxical thinking was evident kind of throughout the whole thing. So it's definitely deep into the pool, listeners. Yeah. Um, But uh, one of the things that stood out that I starred was, so much of life is arranged to avoid the paths of darkness, which leads us to the light we long to know. Mm -hmm. So again, you spend all this time avoiding the things that in fact, by being in them, is where you gain so much more of your wisdom and and knowledge and ability to, to... to dwell in the in the world, yeah. um, in the, a way. The sickness and fear, he says, yeah. is where you will find uh, where where the work gets done, where you will find that growth and that change. Mm. Like again, we, yeah. we're not yep. typically nope. going to seek that out. No, yeah. But it is. It, he also starts just in reverse order here a little bit about being an elder, not necessarily an older. Right. So the elder is is the wise that where we it's it's deep. But he's, yeah. he's he well. What did you write like down? Gold. Did yeah? Did you write down what he said? Uh, elders do. Uh, maybe. Um, he said that elders are those who've extracted some gold yes. out of their rotten experiences. Yes. And that then the, the did you write down the second part of that, which is the ability to give it away? Because if you yeah. shine it, then that's yeah. it's just your gold. Right. right. If you shine it up. And yeah. then give it away, right. then others will be able to enjoy it as well. There was some native, yeah, Native American proverb: uh, "What you have that is gifted, and you don't give, will rot inside you." Yes, I, so, l- I love that idea yeah. too of rotting. Yeah. Just the visual image of right. it, and that's why I really think it's a just powerful one. That stays there, and you, you can see you could it. Have but all it's that like, fruit, yeah, all that yeah. um, wonderful food, yeah. if you will, and. And you think you have it. And I need it. I think yeah. I need it. Yeah. Because I, right. I am uh, operating out of scarcity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I put it in mm-hmm. my uh, garage or wherever, yeah. Yeah. and then it just it rots. It just rots away. Yeah. yeah. Then so, I got to throw it away. Right. So I really liked that also. Yeah, I thought of you and, uh, you know, you being in the education um, 
uh, you know, sphere and, and learning and how uh, learning is painful yes. and, and sacred <laughs> and I, how in order to make room for the new, you have to get rid of the old. Mm-hmm. And it's just this constant cycle of clearing yourself out for that new thing and how painful that can be. And yet, like he says, how, how sacred that that experience truly is yeah. to learn. I mean, to think about going through that learning mm-hmm. And I think that's it is it's going through that learning process again is starting fresh because where I my mind does spin a little is I, I need to build in order to be wise. I need to build from those experiences. Right. We, we all live our lives and we all act and react a certain way. And that's typically based upon what we've gone through rather than what we've read mm-hmm. or seen in a movie, for example. And so he says, well, I got to clean that all out and start fresh. And I guess I do like that imagery of being, say, a young child who has never experienced that before right. and the the eagerness and excitement of learning how to, to do something. Or when you go on a trip, you've never been there before, you know, that yeah. enthusiasm, right. those are the things that entered my mind. Like, all right, that that really is truly well, wise, and and it's and it's like thinking of you know as my as my young kids are growing up, and you know I know that they're which is really hard for me as a parent. I'm like I know there's just there's just going to be painful experience after painful experience that they're going to be you know um, digesting basically, and it's going to be a part of them. But then they're going to learn the opposite as well. They're going to get these positive experiences where then they're, you know, and it's that being witness to the clearing out yeah. and then the, you know, starting fresh. Um, but in order to, you know, again, if if darkness is truly, you know, is, is from our sorrows that we truly become wise, then it is hard to be like, well, I don't want you to ever be sad yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's it's difficult to see them be sad and Mm -hmm. have them have sorrows but that's that's where the gold is Mm -hmm. is in those sorrows uh and being there for them and helping them through that no matter their age yeah there was a, a really great ted talk and i forget the woman's name uh but she was the um like a she worked at Stanford and incoming freshmen and parents trying to control and do Mm. all these different things. And she equated that to herself as a parent. And she talked about how she thought her children were like bonsai trees and they needed to be pruned and watered and controlled a little bit. And in the end, she learned that they should be treated as wildflowers. And I thought, wow, again, what a wonderful image that you're talking about here too, where you've got to, throw them out there and you're still around and but they've got to go through those experiences and if they don't uh then they're not gonna be the people that they need to be right and then oh oh, that's so hard from the parental point you're like learn from my mistakes i'm like nope you need to make your own mistakes (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) oh yeah 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 i think that's that is i think the biggest parental fail probably is is thinking that we need to teach them from our mistakes rather than teaching them from their own mistakes so that's if you're looking again listeners for uh, another deeper dive it's uh, over parenting it's a TED talk and it's exactly that is we're we're trying to help them and do the best very best that we can and then almost ironically we're doing the opposite yep 
So I thought of you yeah. then, when you thought of me about that learning and being painful and sacred, how about sort of, it's, it's where he's closing almost, but he's talking about beliefs and gnosis. Uh, and he's talking about um, religion is belief in someone else's experiences. What what were you, was going through your mind I where he that was, was talking about yeah, that? Yeah, that was, uh, I, I, I actually couldn't agree more. I think beliefs are really um, dangerous if, if, they're not informed beliefs. Yeah. He explained it really well. Where, yeah. Um, he, so gnosis is about the, the full-bodied knowing he described mm-hmm. it. I thought mm-hmm. that was nice. Knowing it in your bones. It's in your blood and your yeah. bones, yeah. yeah. And he says, I, I don't really need to believe it because I know it, yeah. right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just part of who I am. Uh, but he, what he explained very well is when you get caught up into those beliefs, they become dogma and then ideology and then the, the spiritual experiences end right. up being the opposite of what, again, their intention or should be. And so he, he wants it to uh, have us be the gnosis, that knowing um, and, and really being able to take that to a, a deeper level. I mean, both can be dangerous, right? Like you can, you can be you know, totally fixed on uh, knowledge that you miss, you know, the experience of, uh, you know, doing something in faith or in, in uncertainty. Yeah. You know, so there's, 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 there's something to be Step, gained from, from stepping out in faith. Um, yeah. but you know, I think, I think the belief that he seems to be more fixated on is that fixed belief, uh, belief where you don't really know why somebody told you along the road that that's the way it was mm-hmm. and you believed it. And then you cemented that belief without ever investigating it on your own, without testing it, without doubting it. And then it's like you get into an argument, well, no, but that's what I believe. Um, But it's kind of like, well, you should be able to press everybody. Yeah. um, And they should be able to, you know, explain their truth of where that comes from. Mm -hmm. So when, when people just slam the door like, nope, that's what I believe, don't touch my belief, that's where you get these really toxic, uh, you know, groups and, and individuals that, um, are unwilling to have a conversation, uh, which, which I think, um, is that's just, it's just sad. I, yeah. I, I just, it's just sad when that happens. Well, and I think it goes back to the elder piece. That's where you can be wise because you can, um, you can grow old and not become uh, wise as you grow older right. Right. or you can have that wisdom when you're younger, but he, I guess what came to mind as you explained that, which is very well said, was uh, even with science, where we say this is, you know, we we go through the scientific method, we come up with this is how it is, but we need to be open. So the world is flat, easy example, or you've got Pluto as a planet or whatever. I mean, scientists are constantly going back and being open to this is what we did believe, if you will, at that moment in time. And yet, oh... It's testing. It's constantly testing <laughs> it's it. It's changed. It's yes, just, it's just testing it, and then it's oh, now it's this. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you 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 know work with that for a while, and you and then you keep testing that, and and somewhere along the line in religion, uh, we be you know we became so obsessed with the the past being perfect, and don't mess with it, yeah. and don't test it, um, while seemingly kind of missing that. Well, but we're not there, and we're not like them yeah. you know our, we have changed our brains are different like mm-hmm. we're we're still human like they are but it, you know it's just it, it's a whole new world mm-hmm. um and, and to not to not test that is i think being unfaithful 
uh, to what it means to be human. Yeah. And finding your identity may be too much in that something, in that piece that it, that isn't ever growing and changing. So he he refers to the center and breaking that apart and yeah. getting it fragmented and getting out on the edges. And so what a nice way to pull it together. And he, he uses that imagery of a thread. And so you're not alone, right? You have your thread. The mm-hmm. center has broken. And we each pull our threads together and you, you come into making something new. And, and right. that's... The process, if you will, happens again. And I love again. that uh, collective, of uh, uh, you know, imagery of bringing everyone's bringing their thread back, rather yeah. than someone just having this idea. Yeah. Um, and it's not an idea that that you know saves. Um, it's 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 this image of yeah, people going to the edges to find uh, the, those broken pieces, and then bringing their thread back with what they found mm-hmm. and that image of these threads all coming back to the center yep. making um, it whole you know, but new and, and that's and that's you know uh, where the center is then rewoven yep. you know by these common threads these of, of everybody he, he's always uh, he's, he's a great source of, of you know obviously the myths and stories but just imagery like just visual um, you know nuggets of truth that uh, I just I crave and yeah. he, he always delivers with, with something he, 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 it, it helps you to understand those concepts and, and they are deep end of the pool but he helps you to uh, relate to them and understand mm-hmm. and that's how he ends so hero's journey Right, I mean, yep. he's talking about, uh, and I don't remember if he called those phases or what he called them, but um, everybody's got that that calling, that's mm-hmm. part of who we are, uh, and then the elder calling. I thought that was really yeah. a neat way to again bring it all back together, where the imagery of when you're younger and here's the mountain and I'm gonna attack it and I'm gonna get to the top. He flips that and says, mm-hmm. "All right, I'm gonna go." the other way and I'm going to think about maybe I am older and my knees aren't going to be able to make it and I don't need to be able to do that I need to go the other direction and I need to be able to think about not climbing the mountain but learning about where I am at the moment and going down yeah yeah Yeah. what was it downside is inside and inside is is what leads to the hidden gold yeah um yeah and that you have to I have to go again toward that dark uh you know, to trust yourself and, and that you're called to go those challenging, fearful, dark, dangerous places uh, because that's that's where your soul uh, uh, d- desires to go and, and where it's called. And, and then, yeah, where you find more life and, and more of that gold mm-hmm. uh, than to give away. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I know it's deep, listeners, but it's, it's powerful stuff. It, it really <laughs> for a, is. For a pastor, I, I'm, I'm like, how can I work this into <laughs> a sermon? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, that's, so yeah. it's the living myth. It's Paths of Wisdom. It's, it's recent. It's November 27th, 2019. So if you want to, again, if we piqued your interest, Go on. It's 20 yeah. minutes, 19. Yep, go check it out. Check it out and yeah. see what you think. See, Get, what you, see what you think. Send us, see, a, send send us, us a, a tweet. tweet. <laughs> maybe. You can find us on Twitter. Uh-huh. Yo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Wisdom Fodder, and uh, I'm going to... Uh, it. It is a show that I led, Greg, so of course I have to play a little... Little rock, I know, uh, to take us out. Uh, so sounds so, good. Uh, we're gonna t- we're gonna take it out, uh, and 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 I'm eager for episode 24, the last uh, the last of season two, uh, is uh, is what'll be coming up here. 
in a couple of weeks. So uh, until then, let Muse with Dark Shines take us out.